because that's just not acceptable in my world. So, you know, you need to decide like in some ways who you're going to be and you'll either make them better or you'll polarize yourself from them. And I know that's scary, but that's a part of this calling too. Your calling asks you to be better than that. And you know, you should, you know, you want to. And if you don't, well, you'll, you're subject to your small life that you're basically saying, I'm giving up my dream to basically be in the comfort of this thing I know is not good. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte, identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, podcast people, you ready for another episode with Brandon and Evan <laughs> as we, uh, we talk about some artistry and some life and, you know, these conversations, you don't have to be an artist to listen to them, but we like to take on the idea of a philosophy of artistry and we like to incorporate it into a, a way of thinking. And I'm excited about this one. Honestly, I, I just think this is, it's such an important question. I just, I think it's something that, you know, you and I are both looking at more deeply in our own lives. And I think it's one of those questions you kind of keep coming back to, but it, it goes levels deeper and how deep you want to go with this question is really, I mean, it's up to you, but I think the deeper you're willing to go and the deeper you're willing to go and actually act on that, the more exciting stuff will happen in your life. But it's hard. It's hard to go deep. It's hard to ask this question. Um, I think sometimes we want comfort. We want to just kind of keep life as it is. And maybe we're scared, um, scared. Oh, you know, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, Evan, I want to kind of pass it over to you and I want to, uh, um, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, you know, because you were just sharing like, wh- what is that? You know, this, this whole idea of like, when are you going to answer your calling? Like, what, what is that for you? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, so yeah, like you said, this is something that is has a lot of personal relevance to me in in my life recently. Um, but it's something that has continued to unfold, like you said, goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's this thing that sometimes happens when you can sort of look at your life and you can see these things that have pull to them, you know, these things that excite you sometimes. Yes. They also scare you, but they excite you to a high level. And when you look back on your life as well, a lot of the things that you've done, a lot of the different things that you have pursued that, that sort of theme, there are elements of that, that have carried with you and there's something about that it's like the things that won't leave you alone the pursuit the calling that won't leave you alone as hard as you might try to just live kind of comfortably stay in the spot that you're in because it you know maybe it makes a lot of sense or maybe you're in a bad situation i don't know and but there's this calling and there's a point which I feel like just for myself, 
it's become more intense where there's this proposition of just like, when are you going to just accept that this is what you're supposed to be doing? Hmm. When will you fully embrace that this is what you're supposed to be doing? And that's just like, it, it's, it's really something that has been slapping me across the face. And I thought, hey, why don't we see if we can slap some other people across the face with this <laughs> one too? Because it's such a good one. Like it's been, it's been shifting things for me in a very profound way. It's been restructuring where I'm placing my attention and the things that I'm prioritizing. And the thing that's interesting is that it doesn't necessarily change any of the sort of, you know, things that I'm doing, you know, the many of the things that I'm pursuing or the directions that I'm going, it doesn't change any of those things, but in many ways it's changing the place where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's just giving new color, new vibrancy, new life to these things that I'm doing. That's been just igniting an aspect of myself. And that simply just comes from being like, okay, I'm willing to now more so fully, uh, accept that this is what it's all about for me. Mm -hmm. This is the direction that I'm going and, and not being so hesitant about it, not being so apologetic for it, perhaps, you know, but just being like, no, this is what it's about for me. And this is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I, I, this is very similar to me right now. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff. And I think for me, the thing that is, it's, it's just like, I feel like it's getting louder and more aggressive, you know, this calling it's like, it's like, if it was a whisper at one point, it's, 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 it raised its voice. And now it's like actually like almost yelling at me. <laughs> like, it's just like so vibrant and colorful and loud. Like, and I think the reason why is like, I started listening to it or, you know, um, it's like, it's, it's like a, a sensitivity. I think there, there's a, a certain sense of like not numbing yourself out, you know, like paying attention. And for me, it doesn't like, it isn't so much about what am I doing? It's about why am I doing what I'm doing? And mm -hmm. I was thinking about this this morning. I journal every day. I write and I've just, you know, I constantly am trying to work on this process that I'm going through and try to understand, you know, um, and, and I'm tracking my evolution as, as just a person, as a creative. And something I really, just really, really settled with me tomorrow is that, or today tomorrow. That's I said that. Um, because that, that's actually kind of where my mind is, you know, it's, it's looking into this vision. That's probably why I just said that. But, um, what got me started was what I wanted, but what's keeping me going is what I'm actually doing for others. You know, it's like what I wanted was like what got me started, but what, it, what it actually the impact it does for others. And, um, it's like, uh, I started writing this book and, this book is like <laughs> so weird, so weird to talk about it because it's just such in development. And um, it, it, I started writing this book about like recovering from depression because I was like, that's something I did. You know, I, I went through a real hard time and I was like down and out and it was like bad. And I pulled myself out of it and I'm like, people would probably want to know how to do that. That that's a pretty good little thing. And so as I started to do that, I started to realize like, this is much more about 
uh, a philosophy and, a, and an idea that I have that's much bigger than that. It's, it's this kind of almost this concept that if you're not listening to your calling, you are depressed. Like there's people who are really down and sad, but like there's people who are existing who are really sad too, but they're just not like acknowledging that yet. And, and it might be scary to acknowledge it because you might feel like, well, then I'll feel worse. And so you don't want to feel worse. So you just try to keep pushing it away. But um, something I experienced after going through a real deep low is that you almost don't really care about feeling low anymore. Like, like when you get over it, at least. And so you're not afraid from that anymore. And so then it becomes about like, okay, the worst thing I want to do is let myself exist there. So I'm willing to visit there if that's what it takes to get out of there. Uh, I won't run from it. But I thought about that. And I think like the thing that I'm realizing is I have this ability to help people who are, who are there or who are on the verge of admitting that they're feeling down and that they haven't really quite, uh, you know, listened to their calling. And, and there was a speaker and I, I always forget his name. But because um, I don't listen to him that much, but he pops up every now and then. And he, he had this speech one time and he said, you know, people are going to die if you don't do what you're doing. Like people are going to die. And I'm not joking about that. And, and that really hit me because I was like, you know, if you don't answer your calling, there are people out there who might die. Like there are people out there who they need you to do that. Like that's your yeah. responsibility. And that's why I feel like it's so aggressive with me right now. It's like, you, you need to do this. Like, this is, this is not just about you. This is about like, this is why you were put here, you know? Yeah. And, and it, that sounds so like grandiose, but it's not, it's like, it's such a weird thing to like say this out loud because it's like, it's this thing that starts to evolve out of you. And like, you're like, well, what is this thing? I don't even know what it is, but like, okay, I'll try. And, it, and, and a lot of times I find that I'm like, this thing seems so much bigger than me that, that I'm like, am I big enough to do this calling? <laughs> you know? And so I think like maybe other people can, can, uh, agree. Like maybe they have that experience. It's like, you have this calling, but you're like, well, not me, but it's like, of course yeah. you, you're the one, that's why you have yeah. the calling, why, but why, like we're in this why battle. Not you? Yeah. Why, why, why not you? you? Yeah. You are this being who is at the center of experience. You know, you are the center of the experience that is you. That's huge. That's just as huge as anybody else living in the world. Right. And, and it is, it's like, there's, because we, we do affect people on such a profound level that we don't even understand how far it reaches, but it's like, it's not just that other people are going to die, but it's like that you are going to die. Yes. I don't like, I guess you can say it literally. I mean it more, in a, in a metaphorical sense, but it's like, you are going to die if you don't do this thing. You know, you are going to die if you don't listen to this thing that keeps on bugging you and poking you and flicking at your ear and being like this way, this way, this way, this way, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. You know, it's this way, it's this way, it's this way. When will you accept that this is what you're here to do? Because the thing is, is that because you talk about depression is that it's like, well, you know, it might speak to you in like, it could speak to you in depression. It could speak to you in this kind of fiery restlessness too. It could be speaking to you in an anger, you know, like maybe like if you're finding yourself, you're just, you're just so quick to, to, and, and agitated, 
you know, like where it doesn't take much, that can be a sign that's like, hey, that thing that's been bugging you wants you to finally do this or to step more deeply into what this is about for you. And I, I, I don't know what that thing is necessarily. And I don't necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily important to try and identify what that part is, but it's something that in my experience, I know that it is, it is a faculty of, of who we are that, that guides us into a direction. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that often with something that we'll, we'll again, use that big word calling, you know, (laughs) that word calling has these connotations of like far off in the distance, this voice echoing through, you know, across the world. And in many ways that's that the, there's something about that. It does. It has this feeling of, of bigness within us when we start to, to pay attention to us, to it, because it's, it is, it's huge. Because speaking to the greatest depths of who we are. And that doesn't mean that it's something that's just going to simply come easy. Though I do think that it does make certain things easier. Oftentimes our calling is, related to the things that are the most important to us. And because they're so important and meaningful to us, it makes them big and scary things to, to look at as well. But that's kind of come what comes with the territory when you're pursuing it. And, and there's a level to which you just kind of have to accept that that's what you're stepping into. But very often I found that, the things that have the most meaning to you and the things that you're actually most meant to do, the things that you're also, that you are, that you have the greatest strength in is also a place where you have your greatest challenge in. Mm. There's a kind of an interesting, you know, there's an interesting mirror effect that comes with that, but it's a valuable one. It makes sense that you would have naturally, you would have that challenge in that area that you are meant to go towards, because that's, what's going to give you the strength that no one else is going to have in that area because you have it. That's why you go through the most challenge. So in some ways, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there. You look for a sign, you look for like kind of a, a, a guidance, guiding light. You go, this feels good. Maybe this doesn't feel good. I'll move away or come towards this. But when it comes to your calling, it's not about, does it feel good or not? It's about, does it align or not? It's, it's, it's like, it doesn't really matter if it doesn't feel good. It doesn't matter if it's like, that's not really the judge in which you're going to determine that because you know this because passion is, is pain and love together. And it's when you love it more than the pain. And that calling is, is I believe it's where you have more love than pain. It's like that kind of thing where you die for somebody or something, you know, you, you believe in it more than you believe in what, how much it could hurt. And, and you're willing to do things, you know, you're willing to do things in that area that most won't go. And that's what makes you a warrior. That's what makes you, you know, incredible in that area. And I think that, you know, sometimes we have our calling and then, you know, it's a pain, but because we're not connected to our passion and we're not connected to our purpose, we use the pain and the pain pushes us away. But when you get really connected to your values and you get connected to like, like, here's the thing, man. I, I remember the day, I'll just explain. I, I remember a day 
I came home and it, like, if you would have talked to me 15 minutes earlier and you asked me like, Brandon, how are you doing? I probably would be like, I'm good. You know, life's good. Blah, blah, blah. I told you some bullshit. And then, <laughs> but I walked into my house this day. It was an evening. It was night. I walked into my house, walked through the door, did all the normal shit that I normally do. And then I sat on the edge of my bed and all of a sudden my, I just like, like clockwork, like just like a, like written in a script. I, my head just fell into my hands and I started like bawling, like, like just like, like a dam broke, like just all the stuff I was holding all this. And I just remember in that moment being like, what happened? What happened to my life? What happened to me? What, what, you know, and just this, this total like cathartic yet it was hard this moment. And it was, it was so difficult to go through that. And it didn't just like, I did just bounce back, but that was an important step in my, in my journey. But I came back from that. I came back from this place of like literally walking around for a little bit and, and just honestly asking like, what's the point of me being alive? Like, not that I was ready to go do anything like destructive, but I was like, honestly, why am I alive? Like what, like what's the point of any of this shit? You know what I mean? Like this is not a good spot, not a, not a feel good life period. <laughs> and uh, I came out of that. And, and the thing is, is the fact that I came out of that gives me a special gift, uh, uh, ability to connect with people who, when they're going through hell, man, I'm your best fucking wingman. I guarantee it. You just, you just have me in your corner, man. You'll never give up. Like, like I'm just, cause I know what it's like and I'll be there with you and I'll sit in that shit with you. Cause I know what that's like. And a lot of people are just scared. They're scared of that. They judge it all of this, but I've been there and I came back and I can tell you that when you come back, something happens. There's something in you that you find and, and it, because you have to. And that's what happened for me. And I think that's, that's become part of my gift. You know, that's my calling. There's something in that. Now, whether that comes into my films, into my scripts, into just being a coach, whatever, into this podcast, there's something about that that's, that's a part of the whole thing. But my point is, is that sometimes you got to go through hell to get to your, to get to your thing. And, and, and what I'd say is like, if you decide that you're calling that, that there is, that there is something like, but here's the thing in my darkest moments, I'll just say this in my darkest, darkest moments, I would stop and I would be like, there's still a pilot light on. There's no flame. There's no fire. There's no nothing inside of me. I'm just, mm -hmm. I feel dead, but there's something I still believe somewhere deep down there. And, and that little flame in the darkest of moments like kept me alive. It kept me living. It kept me going. And that little flame has probably the closest uh, point to like whatever this calling is for me. And I don't know how to name it yet, but like my, my point is that if you're going through hell or you're scared of going into something, if you go into it and, and you have that pile of light, you have something inside of you, you know, you don't have to fear the darkness, man, because no amount of darkness can, can, can dull that light. If you have light, nothing can, no amount of darkness, doesn't matter how dark the world gets, doesn't matter how, how, how hard it gets, you're harder. And, and uh, you know, like diamonds come out of being pressed, right? So, you know, you, you need to be pressed. And so my point is, is just that you're right. I think that you're calling sometimes it asks you 
to go through the pressure, to go through the darkness so that you can come out as the gem, as to come out as the light, right? That you need to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is something to be said about um, being in a place of despair sometimes. Sometimes it's in the moments of, of our deepest despair that we get just extraordinary clarity <laughs> on yeah. things. And, and in many ways, we can embrace those places as awful as they feel to be in. Um, there, there's something about that moment when, like you said, the dam breaks, the dam breaks, which is finally an acknowledgement to yourself. That's undeniable. And just that like, there is something that is seriously amiss with how I am living right now. Mm-hmm. And that is a beautiful thing. It is a truly beautiful, beautiful thing. Because if we can ask ourselves a question and we can acknowledge like, okay, something is amiss. So what is thing, what is it all about for me? You know, because what's happening is that we're shedding all of the bullshit that we've taken on from other people. From, and from the our institutions and our structures and whatever situation was that we were born into, we we're going, what the fuck? You're living something that is not who you are. And it's time for that stuff to get cleared out. It's time to get for all that stuff to be thrown into the trash bin. Yeah. Right. That's what the despair is telling you. That is what, like, it's, it's so, so, so often is a result of you're trying to live somebody else's life. You're trying to live to somebody else's expectation of who you're supposed to be as a human being. And I mean, if there's anything that we try to say more than anything else on this show, this is your path. And you have to claim that path. I mean, very much that's what this conversation is about. Yeah. And when, like, like, when I just want to clarify, like when you say this is your path, we don't mean like the podcast, like what we're talking about in, in our philosophy. It's like yeah. your path is this thing inside of you. And, and we don't know what that is. And, and maybe you don't yet, but like that, that's the thing you got to listen to that thing, that, 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 that fire, that flame, that, that little, whatever analogy you want to use, however you interpret it, it's trying to come out and that is your path. And it will light the way it will lead the way it will magnetize you to pull you the way it will push you. It will do everything in its power because it's, it's your essence, but you can do all these little tricks where, you know, you, you try and stop it. But I just want, that's all I wanted to say, Evan. I just wanted to clarify, like when you say like, we're telling you to listen to you, (laughs) we're not, not us, but we're trying to inspire you to listen to you, you know, because that's, that's the thing that's, that's the thing that's pulling you forward. You know, that's the thing that's, that's it's, my, Oh, there we go. Yeah. You froze for a moment. Don't worry. I kept the air going. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Just, By the just, way, if you're listening, we, we have a, we're on a technical, we're, we're distant. We're using different technology. It's not perfect, but we're making it through. Yeah. Yeah. We had to, we're, we're having to improvise for this one. So, um, there might be a, f- a few more just little situations occurring in this one, but we're going to keep on 
trucking, yeah. as they used to say. Um, but yes, I appreciate that you clarifying on that point. That's like, yeah, no, we're not saying like, like we like listening to this podcast and we're telling you what to do. No, we're talking about you listening to that, to that part of yourself. Um, and there was some, and, and I, there was somewhere I wanted to go with that, but the tech, the technology. Yeah. Put a, put a pin in it and we'll, we'll, we'll de- we'll definitely, we'll definitely come back. We'll circle back to it. Cause it's just a na- naturally part of this, this conversation, but yeah, it's like, um, you know, what we're just trying to do, I think with this talk is, is twofold. Like one is for both of us just to have a conversation and keep each other accountable so that we can both live the lives that we both each other as friends know we want to live. Mm-hmm. Then we're trying to bring up the conversations about things that we feel need to be talked about around these things. Like, you know, uh, about the, 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 the conversation that isn't being had that can just help someone go like maybe break away from the programming of like society and culture. Um, thinking that the world has to be like the way that they've learned, you know, mm-hmm. and not that you say, take our way and go like, that's the way that's not the point. The point is, but maybe it will cause you to just question, you know, and then through questioning, you'll start to go, well, Hey, this kind of makes sense. And then we bring on some other artists and those other artists tell you a bit of their journey. And then you can start to go, Oh, well, all these people seem to be having the same similar experiences of finding their way of figuring out their path of maybe making some mistakes and then auto correct, like correcting themselves or whatever. And then you might start to go like, Hey, I'm not alone. I'm doing the same thing. And so through that, you realize that we're all in this together, but at the same time you're finding your own way. And that's important to the whole collaborative part of this as all of us. Yeah. Yeah. To begin having that conversation and uh, of yourself to begin with, but also to have that conversation with others is such a beautiful thing. And through all the conversations that we've had with each other and with other artists and, and creative types that we've brought onto the show as well. Um, you know, you'll hear stories of people and not just from us, from, from anywhere you listen to like the stories of, of, some of the people that we admire and you'll hear it's like there were people who said that you can't do it. And very often it's not other people who are saying that you can't do it. It's very often that person themselves who was saying, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. Right. There was all this resistance, not good enough for whatever reason, you know, the, the bullshit that we tell ourselves that keeps us from doing the thing that we love to do. And that's actually where I wanted to um, kind of steer this conversation because like, you know, sometimes throw out a word like calling, which I prefer over purpose, but you know, whatever, it's just linguistics, but it's like really at the core of this thing of that we might call calling is what is that shit that you just love to do? Like, what is that thing? Not just like the the little things, just like oh yeah, I love to uh, you know get together and uh, and and have have a beer with friends. Yeah, that's great. We, like, we all love to do that, you know. Like it's like we love to do lots of little things, but this is has a different quality to it. And I have a feeling that a lot of of you listening to this right now know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just like no, I love 
doing this. I love engaging with this activity, this art form, this, um, you know, sometimes it's just a conversation. Sometimes it's just a subject, you know, it's like, I love to just be involved and be around this. And if I could just be involved and be around this at all, all the time, you know, wow, what a life that would be. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the, the quality of, of thought and attention that we're, we're looking for when we talk about this thing calling, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it's a, it's a feeling. It's not an intellectual thing. It has nothing. It's not an intellectual thing at all. It's a, it's, it's a deep something. Yeah. Is, and it's hard to define what that is, but it's, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, I, I think it might just seem like an interest or a curiosity at first. It doesn't have to, you don't have to start off being like, this is my passion. And I know I love this. It can just be like, mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this. And you don't have to get too attached to the first thing you're interested in either, because that thing that you're interested in might be leading you to something else. So, you know, like you don't know where the path is going for you. So like, for example, you might be really interested. I don't know, just for me, for example, um, I started, my interest was in sports and then sports. And then it became, and then I kind of jumped into architecture, which is wildly different, but like it has its, thing. And then it's the creativity of architecture is very interesting to me. And then I found filmmaking and then I found acting and, you know, I always kind of wanted to like teach or mentor or coach. I always just kind of found a lot of value in that. I liked helping people. And so then it kind of went into there and then it kind of became public speaking and podcasting is an element. And the thing is, is as you go through all the things you're doing, there's there, the, the thing that's inside of you starts to surface. So like, don't get too caught up in the, in the thing. Like maybe you love acting. So you go, well, acting must be my purpose. It's like, well, acting is a part of it probably if that's what you love, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's your purpose. It just means that that's an important piece of the puzzle. So by all means, yeah. go, go, go heart first into that. Just go and try it out. But like, don't lock yourself into something and say like, it has to be this because maybe that just got you to a certain point where like maybe acting is still part of the picture, but maybe there's something bigger. Like for example, what if you wildly succeeded at acting? I'm just using an example, but what if you wildly succeeded at this thing? succeeded beyond really anything else to succeed at. Like you won all the awards, you did all the best stuff, you made a name for yourself. Like what would you want to do then? You know, if the, if your dream just ends there, if your vision just ends there, then, then you haven't, you don't have it. And, and, and the way that I've learned to like, look at it, this makes more and more sense to me all the time is that what service are you going to give? What contribution are you going to give? Because once you figure that out, then you're going to really start seeing what your calling is because your calling is, it, it does something for you initially. That's why you do it. But like, I think we're all very selfish by nature and I think that's a good thing. But I think ultimately we're, we're very giving because once we start to get what we want, we actually want to give it away. It's only when we're not getting what we want that we become, you know, like very like 
Like, look at people who don't live like really fulfilled lives. They tend to not be contributors. They tend to not be service givers. People who live very fulfilled lives, lives full of passion, lives full of purpose, like who are really connected to that. They're, they're like, you just want to be around those kind of people because they're constantly giving off value, but they become very like boundary orientated because they don't want to be used because they know that people will use them. So it's not that they like, so if you ever experience them as ungiving, it's might just be because they set up a boundary and didn't let you in, but like what they are with their people, especially people that are in their inner circle, they tend to be very, very giving. And you'll start to notice like a lot of famous actors, a lot of famous people, they start to like do things to like move the world forward and help people because what ends up happening is ultimately your purpose is just beyond your, you know, the thing that you just love to do. It's, 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 it's about what it does. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing I've been realizing more and more is that, you know, if you start to look at that level, like for me, for example, you know, I said, you know, when that guy said people are going to die, I thought to myself, man, like if you don't do what you're going to do, like, I honestly believe people are going to die. I mean, that might sound crazy to some people and I get that, but like, I honestly believe that there's some people who are on their last, you know, they might be on their last fucking rope, their last string there and they're hanging on by a thread. And then they're going to hear me say like, hang in there, you know, I'll say something, I'll do something, I'll create something. And they'll be like, they'll hang in there for a day and that'll be enough. And I believe that'll save someone's life. And I believe that's the reason why I need to speak up. That's the reason why I need to create. It's the reason why I need to do this. And I, you know, what that is, maybe I don't always know what that is ultimately going to be, but I'm starting to like have this deep connection to why it's important. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the point. And in many ways, that's like you paying it forward. Yeah. Because in many ways, there's all of these unseen hands, you know, in our lives that, that in some small but tremendous way was a thing that kept us going. Mm-hmm. In some way. And maybe it wasn't literally a life or death, but maybe there was, you know, a dream that was about to die that somehow sometime someone said just the right thing, you know, and you, you lived because of it. Yeah. I I think that's, you know, it all, it all adds up, it all accumulates and you don't necessarily know the part in someone's life that you play and you might not be, you know, you might not be the breaking point thing that helped them, you know, turn the corner but you were a part of the puzzle. Every time you hear a success story of someone who figured it out, it, it can give you a little bit of inspiration that's possible for you. So it, it is kind of our responsibility to figure it out. Um, one of my favorite speakers, Zig Ziglar, um, I just think he has a lot of incredibly awesome stuff to stay. You know, I didn't realize this, but he didn't really find his success until his like late forties. And I always thought he succeeded younger, but like, to me, that's very inspiring because it's like, he not only was, he was like super overweight and he was like, he had health issues and things were not really working out for him. And, and then he became this incredible speaker and this like mover of people's lives, you know, like in a profound way. And if you don't know him, I really highly suggest you look him up. But to me, that kind of made me go like, man, that just shows me that like, I got time to figure some things out. Like not to say that I should just sit back and not do anything, but like just because I don't have it figured out yet. And I'm not like that level of speaker yet, for example, 
doesn't mean that I'm not on my way. And, and, and not that that's the point, but just seeing that, that he could turn his life around that late in life shows me that like my, I'm not past my due. You know, and I think a lot of people, you know, they feel like oh, I'm too old. I've heard that, man. I've heard that from so many people. I'm too old. I'm like, like, says who, you know, maybe you just need a few stories of people who were your age or whatever. And you can see that that's possible. And that person wasn't like that person who figured it out late in life. They weren't necessarily doing it maybe to save your life, but like they the fact that they did it actually changed your life. And that's kind of what calling is. Calling is so beyond your recognition of what it actually does. You know, you mm-hmm. may think you know, but you, you, you need to do it because it inspires the world. It, it saves lives. It, it makes people turn their life around when they don't think they can, you know? Yeah. 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 And, and again, in ways that you might not even fully understand or even be able to appreciate. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I, I like that you brought up the fact that that it's like this can can happen at any point in time like it just goes to what we were talking about a little earlier in that you know there are these beliefs or ideas that that we kind of come with which like oh well if i didn't if i didn't achieve this by this point then it's just not going to happen it's like well what so now you just you just lay down you just lay down and play dead you know, that's, that's ridiculous. That's like, you, you just, you, you just begin with where you are. It doesn't mean that anything has changed. You know, that just might mean that you actually have something interesting and unique to bring to this now that maybe you didn't have before. Maybe there's a perspective, maybe there's, but there's, it's, it's, as the saying goes, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like to at least start trying, start putting yourself out there. It, and again, it doesn't have to to come in some sort of dramatic package, so to speak. You know, it's maybe just that little thing that you did the next day. I'll do a little thing towards this way. Maybe a couple of words that you shared with with a neighbor or with a coworker or with a friend that's a little bit about who you are that's in line with that person that you are and what you feel called to do, because those things can be absolutely transformative, can be completely transformative. I remember this is going a ways back, but um, I remember going in and I think I was giving some sort of a, a speech or a talk at my, at my high school. This was after I had graduated and I went back and there was this young kid who was like a couple, like two or three years, like below me or whatever. And he was kind of a, a shy and awkward kid. And he came up to me and he said, it's like, Evan, I just wanted to let you know that because of the acting that I saw you do, in the play and, and anything else I saw you in, it's like, I, I decided to keep acting and, and to keep doing that. And because it was something that I really cared about. And like, he, he just, he really, he was thinking of not doing it Mm. for one reason or another. 
you know, but it was obviously something that had value to him, something that for some reason he was doubting any pursuit of it. And I don't know where he went with it. If he, if he went that much further with it, but it was just something I, I never even considered for me. I was just acting because it was just like, I love to do this shit. Yeah. I love acting. It's fun. Like I put my heart and soul into this thing. Just, it was really just for me, (laughs) but through that, it ended up affecting and touching somebody else unintentionally. And I think that that's kind of just the beauty of when you're willing to just share what you love to do. Mm -hmm. And like, and this was coming from a completely almost selfish reason. You know, it was like, I was doing it just because I love to do this shit. And to some degree, because I like the attention as well that it got me, but I wasn't looking to make people be actors. I wasn't, I wasn't looking to do any of that, but he was just one person who had something. And and I have no idea if, if it affected anybody else, but I know for a fact that there were other actors that I saw who I went to school with and like what they did inspired me to go Mm -hmm. further and to, you know, to, now, when I look at it, I go, oh, geez, I never had the guts to, to say anything to some of those people to go up to them and say like, hey, you know, just like when I saw you in that play, like it really it inspired me to go further with with my own work. And so thank you. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many there's so many silent voices that that are so grateful to what you do. You just don't know. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what's happening. I mean, and you don't, you don't know what impact that's having, but it it, it always comes back to the same thing. You know, when people are doing what they love, when people are following that passion, when they're following their heart, when they're going down that road, it creates good things in the world. And, you know, maybe you don't care about that. You know, maybe that's where you're at right now. And you're like, that doesn't really matter. And, and that's, that's fine. It doesn't have to matter to you right now. You know, sometimes people are, are there. That's not, that's not what gets them up in the morning. It's not what it does. And, and there's no judgment on that. But I think that the thing is, is that that's just a sign that what you are doing or what you want to do is important. And, you know, they say that hell, I've heard this saying before. I love this one. Hell is going to heaven and meeting who you could have been. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, like there's this, there's this thing inside of each of us and it, we're, we're all, we're all like incredible beings, you know, and, and, and we can bring incredible things. And I think we get caught up in stuff like, well, will it make me money? And how will I succeed at that? And, you know, and we have all this story around it and it's like, look, like if you like doing it, go down the road and do it. I mean, for me, like, for example, you know, I've, I have lots of interests. I have lots of things that I have gone down the road and learned. And I don't know if any one of those things is going to be the thing that I ultimately am here for, but they've all informed part of it. And every time I learn about something new, something that's a passion or an interest, it gives me new insight into this stuff. And through those insight, it, it helps me to, to understand and see people and, and, um, 
it helps me to explain ideas that I wasn't able to explain before and to communicate. And I think that you don't, you don't really know what it's all ending up to. And like, you know, I think there's this like culturally, I think, unfortunately, culturally, there's a lot of like, if you don't succeed by the time you're like 25 or something like that, if you don't figure that out, that somehow like it's over and you need to kind of move on. And there's this real like (laughs) glamorized kind of thing about youth. And if you look at its propagated idea, right? Because like Hollywood loves to tell these stories, for example, of like people who made it young and, you know, and like it happens and it does happen a lot, but that's not the only way that it happens. And that's not like, it does help. Like, look, I'll be honest. If you have great parents and great mentors and great teachers, and you're brought up in, you know, with the optimal environment and fed well and taken care of and given love, and you didn't have a lot of abuse, uh, you know, you're generally probably going to live a bit of, of a happier life in, in the scheme of you're going to have things like that's how we should grow up. Yeah. That's how, that's how things should happen. We should have mentorship. We should have good parents. Yeah, we should have care, caretakers. We should be properly educated and people should give us warning signs about what to avoid and, and give us guidance towards what to go towards. But, you know, let's just like, most of us don't have that. I mean, most of the world doesn't have that, but great people still come out of it regardless. So what that says is that the human spirit is greater than our circumstances. And if you're going to live by your circumstances and you're going to make your circumstances the excuse of why you're not living your human spirit, that is bullshit. That, I mean, that's that, like, there's no other way to say it. Is it going to be harder for you? Maybe, but you have a human spirit. So why would you not like, why would you not that thing inside of you is greater than your circumstances. And there are, countless people who have proven that before you. It's not like this is a woo-woo idea where it's like, hey, wouldn't it be nice if? Like, read some biographies, read some autobiographies, start learning about some people. You know, maybe you'll find one who's actually just like you and you'll start to go, wow, like, I relate to that, you know? Um, yeah, I'll tell you, like, for example, and not to say that, you know, uh, I'm similar or, or past are similar, but like when I read one of Marlon... Brando's autobiographies. I read it twice because when I read it, it landed so close to my struggles. And so like, I just like the, who he was and what he went through and how he kind of became like how he figured out some things and the decisions he made, I could relate to so much that it made me realize that like there are other people out there in the world who have done like, cause I, I, I look at him as someone who, who achieves some greatness, um, almost reluctantly, but I look at him and I go, well, he went through that and he found these things about himself and people can say whatever they want to say about him. But like, there is a certain integrity to him. And, and to me, I looked at that and I went, wow, like just like the struggles he had with his dad, his love for animals, the way he always looked out for the underdog. You know, he took these people under his wing who were maybe like bullied or not like accepted by society. And he kind of like became a big brother to them and he did stuff like that. Um, I've always kind of been like that. And when I read his autobiography or not, or, or not his, yeah, an autobiography, no, a biography. I read one of his biographies. I was like, wow, like that 
is so much like the struggles he went through as a kid were so much like mine. And it just made me feel a little bit more like I'm not alone. And I think that sometimes like you might have this calling or you might have this desire and, and you just feel alone. And maybe, you know, maybe you just need to pick up some, some reading material or look into some things and maybe you can find that you're not so alone. And maybe that can give you enough of a kind of, I don't know, jumpstart to just make you feel like, Hey, like maybe I'm not totally off here, you know, yeah. the way I am and the way I do life, you know, and, and just like the most, um, the most popular story structure in human history uh, is one that's been coined man in whole or woman in whole. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Person in whole, human in whole, which is, really a story of transcendence it's about a person just kind of going about their life you know la di da di da things are comfortable things are whatever they are and then boom massive problem massive challenge and the story at its core is really about how there is no problem or no challenge that is bigger than we are mm-hmm that there is a capacity in us to go beyond it. Even if we don't necessarily have the things to meet it at the time, we find a way, you know, and, and there is a, I believe, and you don't have to believe me, but I believe that there is, that there is a kind of truth and a wisdom to why we continually tell this story. It's not just because that's what, you know, writers are just being like, ah, just, just tell this story, you know, because whatever it's popular. There's a reason why it's popular. There's a reason why we continue to flood to movie theaters and to our screens and books, whatever your medium is to hear this story over and over and over and over again, you know, cause there's, you'll, you'll see that, that theme in so, so many of them, right? Because it speaks to an essential human truth that we all possess, which is that there is no challenge, there's no problem that is bigger than us. Uh, I want to just kind of like step back. I wanted to touch on something that you'd said um, a little ways back, which was you were saying how like with calling that, you know, it doesn't need to be this thing of just like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do because it can be something that takes time. Mm -hmm. It can be something that, um, you know, you kind of have to work towards to understand. Uh, I would point everybody to go uh, look back through our our catalog. I don't know which one it was, but we did a conversation about curiosity um, and the power of curiosity. But really that's, you know, you might not know exactly what that thing is, but you might have some interest, some. Oh no, your voice cut out. <laughs> I think his voice cut out here on the other end of the conversation. <laughs> um, well, and our second technical difficulty during this combo. Try saying yeah. something, Evan. Oh yeah, no, I hear yeah. you. There you're you back. go. You're back. Yeah. There's been a couple of moments where, where you've been talking as well, where you cut out and I'm, and I'm hoping and trusting that it's, it just picked up <laughs> everything that you were saying. All right. We might have to make this a bit of a shorter one and, and then we'll, 
will be back up and running with uh, with equipment that is going to do yeah. the job that we needed to do. But um, I don't know if you caught everything that I was saying there. Perhaps not. Well, say it again. I can, I can say it again. Yeah. It's, it's like, we don't need to have the exact picture at this, this moment. All we need is a glimmer of something that we love to do and to pursue that, to see where it goes. Like you brought up, um, you know, acting just as one example, but again, substitute acting with just about anything, any interest that, that you have, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean like you said that that's going to be the place where that ends up. But, you know, there's so many stories of, even if you look at big actors who that's where they started out and then they go, it's like, you know what, this front of the camera business, that's, that's not for me. I I want to get behind the camera. You know, I want to direct, I want to write, you know, like they realize that acting wasn't the thing, even though they've had tremendous success and tremendous notoriety as a result of that thing. And maybe at one point in time, it was something that they truly loved and had passion for, but you know, we're evolving creatures and our loves and our passions and our creativity can evolve too. You know, I think that sometimes we pursue something to a certain level that eventually we, a part of us goes like, okay, you know what? We have learned everything that we needed to learn from doing this. And now it's time to move on so that we can learn something else Mm -hmm. so that we can, we can grow as, as human beings. Right. But that requires a tremendous amount of courage and a tremendous amount of attention and engagement with who we are continually listening to that calling speaking to us, because it's not just like, I'm going to say this once and then that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I also think it's important to say that, you know, um, vision, Vision is, is, is related to this. And I want to say something that I, I think people really need to hear, which is that, you know, the vision that you're creating is based on the limits of what you believe is possible today. So, you know, for example, I see myself speaking in front of hundreds or thousands of people. And that might sound like a lot, but that might be actually the limit of my vision. So, you know, maybe I could be speaking in front of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people. And so, you know, you never really know with the technology and everything that's going on. And, you know, who knows how large a captivator audience might actually become. And so the question when you have vision, when you have a vision is you go, well, who do I need to be to be able to be somebody that a thousand people at a time would want to listen to, you know, and actually care about what I had to say? and be captivated because those are, that's really what I want. Right. So then I go, well, who do I need to be? And so part of your vision is not just about like what you want, but it's about you going like, well, who do I need to be today? Like, how do I need to behave? What, what way in which do I, what parts of myself do I need to figure out how to bring out? And, you know, I've identified things where I'm like, okay, well, you know, you could be a little bit more clear on how you say a few of your ideas. You could be more specific and don't switch ideas quite as quickly, you know, or don't get too complicated with what you're trying to explain, you know, things like this. Right. And so then I start to learn this and I start to be better at it. And I believe my speech is becoming better and my ability to communicate is becoming better. But then what happens is maybe I do speak in front of a hundred 
a thousand, who knows, maybe a hundred or a thousand people are listening right now. And then it's like, well, how do I speak in front of 10,000 or a million or whatever? And like, what level do you need to be at where you start to create a movement just by speaking, you know? And so like part of your calling, it asks you to be something today that you don't actually feel like you are yet, but you, you have idea of how to do it. And so Mm -hmm. when you have a calling, you might say like, I want to be an Oscar winning actor or director or or paint. I want to paint like, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know. You want to write a book, whatever. It doesn't matter, but your thing right now, you have an idea of what you think you need to be like your job. Now that you have that calling is to begin to play that role, to do that stuff, to, to figure that out. And you might not be good at it right now, but you start practicing it and you start making decisions. And, and here's something I, I told my clients the other day. And I just think this is a great little like gut check. Are the friends you have today and the relationship you're in today, does it align with the person that you truly want to become? And if it doesn't, you either need to start like dealing with your relationship and your friends as though it does. And if, if they don't want to see you like that, you might need to walk away from that because that would be keeping you small. And people who truly love you, people who truly are on your side will be open to you evolving into whatever it is you want to be. And sometimes it might be, you have to go directly and just say, Hey guys, look, I had a hard heart myself. And I said, this is what I want to do. So this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to try to be from now on. Um, are I just want to let you know, you're my best friend. I want to let you know, that's how I'm going to try to be. And your best friend, if they're truly your best friend, they truly care about you say, that's fucking awesome. But if they're not, they're like, ah, you're being ridiculous. Right. So you might say, well, like, look, it might seem crazy to you right now, but like, honestly, you know, and I want you to be there with me. And this is what I'm going to need from you. And if they don't want to play ball with you, then either you're going to remove them or you going on your way is going to remove them. But the people who are meant to be with you on your path, they will encourage you. They will support you. And, you know, this is a great polarizer because it can help you see if you're in a toxic relationship. Now I'm not saying walk away from people. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying try to be as inclusive as you possibly can. But if people need to fire themselves, let them fire themselves. Don't try and drag them with you. If you want to go places and they want to stay where they are, you know, here's a, here's a prime example. I'll give you a prime example because I know someone out there probably is dealing with this. You're hanging out with a bunch of people that do drugs every weekend or do some bullshit, toxic shit, you know, isn't good for you. And you know that if you keep doing that, it's going to bring you down a spiral. Now you're going to stop doing it. So you know, you need to stop, you know, you need to stop drinking, you know, you need to stop doing your drugs, you need to stop doing whatever it is that you're doing. That's not good. Whatever the thing is, might not be that might be something else, whatever. Now your friends want to do that and you don't. And now you go, well, I'm not going to have my friends if I don't do this behavior or this activity with them. Those are the decisions, you know, that are hard because now you feel alone. And that's part of the, that's part of the dream, right? Like when you, when you live your best life, sometimes it means leaving behind an old one. And, you know, that, that might be a, that might be true for some people that, that way, but like, you know, when you're 
playing a part of an activity that's toxic and not good. Maybe your friends are committing crime. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but like, they're not doing good thing. Maybe they're racist, right? Like they're doing things and you need to be like, look, like I said to someone today, I said, don't racism. Like you say a racist joke. Don't even tell me. I don't want to know it. I don't want to be a part of it. I like, I'm not okay with it. And I want you to know that. And I, I looked them in the eye and I said, I'm not okay with that. And they like that hit them. I said, I'm not okay with that. I don't care if you're joking. I don't care if you don't mean it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's not okay. It's not, I'm not going to tolerate it. So they might go off and, and do that somewhere else, but they won't do it around me. Now, does that separate us? Maybe, but it also draws a line as to where I stand. Because here's the thing, when I go to talk in front of a million people, if that's where I'm truly headed, I'm not going to be hanging out with somebody that's going to be openly racist telling jokes and I'm not going to be caught laughing at it because that's just not acceptable in my world. So, you know, you need to decide like in some ways who you're going to be and you'll either make them better or you'll polarize yourself from them. And I know that's scary, but that's a part of this calling too. Your calling asks you to be better than that. And you know, you should, you know, you want to. And if you don't, well, you'll, you're subject to your small life that you're basically saying, I'm giving up my dream to basically be in the comfort of this thing I know is not good. And I just think that's an important thing to say because standards and integrity are integral to this. Yeah, no, I, I love what you got into. That's just like, that's really hit me because it's like, it's so true because your calling is asking you to be bigger than you think you are. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what sometimes in in a way, what that means is that it's saying like, you're going to need to take some kind of leap of faith here. It means you're going to need to get into the fire. You're going to need to jump into the fire to some extent, but really the, the, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a loving thing that your calling is acting. It's like, I'm asking you to be bigger and better than you think you are now. Will you do it? Yes. Will you jump into the fire? Will you take the leap of faith at this moment in time? You know, whatever that thing is, whatever that step is that feels beyond you, but actually isn't when you think about it, when you go, it's like, well, I guess I could actually do this. I could actually take this step. I could put myself out there in this way, in this moment I have a right? reminder for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Good old, good old ass- assistance, you know, it is technology these days. Man, we uh, are on a roll. But this I is know this talk is, and I don't want to stop. <laughs> I know, I know. It is. It's, it's, so we're going to keep rolling. <laughs> Bear with us, everyone. We're, we're human beings. True just evidence like, that these are live conversations. <laughs> Not edited. We just let you hear it all. Yeah. As but to get... Yeah. To get back to it, it's like, yeah, like the this is the thing that's really, really hitting me about this conversation is is that it's like, yeah, it's what what our calling is asking of us. And there is, if you to to get back into the point that I was making is there is probably something that you can do, some way of putting yourself out there somewhere, some way of reaching out, of taking action on that thing that probably feels a little bit scary, um, but is absolutely and completely doable. That if you look at your reasons for not doing it, they're just probably reasons that you're making up in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, there are all those things like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not talented enough, I'm not good enough. 
I'm not worthy enough for some bloody reason that we've invented. It's like, well, who says that? Like, I, I would say that like, if you have a genuine love, passion, interest in what this thing is, it means that you have something valuable to say or something valuable to give in that way that maybe you don't understand going back to this point again, maybe you don't understand how it's valuable and important right now, but in some distant day, maybe you will, you will have that person who comes up and says like, Hey, you know, that thing, like it was like way at the beginning of when you first started doing this thing and you said this thing, or you created this thing. And I just thought, wow, <laughs> right. Wow. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, you just, you, you just don't know. So I'm really seeing this, this thing of like, yeah, calling is like, is asking for a leap of faith, but it's coming from a place of saying like, you're bigger and better than what you think. I love that. I love that. I mean, that, that kind of, that, that's the point. I mean, that's why we had this whole conversation. And that sounds, that might sound small to some people to just come to that realization, but that's the point of this conversation. I, I, I think to, to basically say like, you're, you're bigger than you know, and you just step into it step into it and find out whatever that is. And you don't have to be it yet. You, you know, all you need to know is what your heart is telling you that you need to do and need to be. And, and, and all the answers are there inside of you. And if you don't have all the answers yet, you will find them out as you go. But you're going to know if you need to get up earlier, go to bed earlier, uh, eat better, work out, You're, you'll know if those things are needed for you to do what you want to do. And then your job is to do that because no one, it's not like, don't listen to someone's advice. Just listen to your heart, have a heart to heart with yourself. I mean, I'm surprised at how many people don't do this. I do this every day, go and be alone for a few minutes and just like, let yourself speak to you. And then it'll tell you, you know, your little heart there, it'll tell you all the answers you need to know. It'll tell you like, ask it a question. I dare you ask it a question. Like, what do I need to do to be great? Just ask it that question. Let's see what it tells you. And it'll tell you and it'll tell you, and then you'll know. And then your job is to start doing that. And, and not like, what do I need to get? Or who do I need to like, try and get this for me? Who do I need to be? What do I need to do? How do I need to behave? What do I need to stop doing? Ask yourself questions like that. And your heart, your, your, your spirit, whatever you want to call that thing, will literally give you the answers to help you achieve your calling. So, you know, part of your job is to have a relationship with yourself and start to build that. Yeah. Like those questions are all about really just like, who do I need to be or what do I need to do in order to be the person I feel myself to actually be? Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's, that's not necessarily something that's going to, be immediately apparent, but it's the beginning of something. It's the beginning of perhaps one of the most important things, if not the most important. Yeah. And well, you went silent again, <laughs> but <laughs> I was going to say, don't be scared to ask the questions again. Don't be, don't be scared to ask them more than once. Don't be scared to ask them every day. If you technology, 
I think we're playing yeah. with the technology gods at this point. So we should maybe, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we can split out. I hope yeah. that this conversation was properly recorded. Who the hell knows, but, uh, we'll see at the end of the day. Um, okay. Well, Hey man, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Um, let's wrap it up. We'll say some closing points and I think we got most of what we needed to. I, I mean, think so. It is what it is, but you know, that's the thing though. Sometimes it's more important to just make the attempt at what you're trying to do. Because you know you're if you know you're doing something that that is valuable in your heart, like this conversation is, at least for me, I can say that wholeheartedly. I know this conversation is important. And so it's better to try to do it than to not do it at all. And if it's uh one of those episodes where it's like, these guys don't have their shit together, they're recording like crap, like th- that doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that we tried to do a good thing that was in our hearts. And we tried to have a conversation that, that I think matters. So to that, I raise my beer and I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking. Uh, Hoyne Brewing Company. Um, it's a Belgian cherry wheat beer. Entrenos. I don't know. Can you say that? Um, Entrenos. I don't I, I have no yeah. idea. Well, we probably both. Entrenos. Entrenos. Belgian cherry wheat beer. Anyway, it's delicious. It's, it's great. Hoyne Brewing Company. That's what I'm drinking. I'm on the wheat beers right now. Cause you know, it's uh wit beers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah. Cause it's summer and uh, it's warm and they're nice. So there you go. Nice. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, I'm just drinking um, the tiger shark pale ale from Phillips. I've been on a Phillips kick for the last little while and it's been good. So nice. Yeah. All right. Well, here, I'm going to wrap it up my side, then you're going to finish. So here's, right. here's what I have to say. I, I might, my, my favorite thing that you said is basically I'm going to reinterpret it in my own words, but that, you know, you don't have to be as big as you're calling yet. All you have to do is listen to it and, and, and answer it and go towards it, you know, whatever that is. And, and it's going to tell you like almost from the future, you need to be this way and you can start doing that today. So, um, you know, part of listening to your calling is just start doing the things, you know, you need to do and start going in that direction. And I think small incremental steps are okay. You don't have to take on the world, take over the whole world within a day. You know, this can be, uh, you know, maybe it takes you five years, maybe it takes you 10, but here's the thing, the time's going to pass anyway. So you might as well start that path, start that journey towards whatever that calling is. And the, the other thing I want to say is if you start following this calling and then somewhere you get along and, it, and you start to realize that you're kind of not in the totally the right direction that you need to redirect, be open to that because maybe you needed to go there so you could get to wherever you're going. And maybe the direct path was not actually the way there. Maybe this kind of off path is actually the way there. So trust in that. Beautiful. Those are all beautiful points. I'm just going to piggyback off of that and say, yeah, it's like, you know, maybe at this moment you are not as big as that calling, but maybe if you begin to move towards that in some small way, you will one day discover that you are as big as that calling, that you've always been as big as that calling, and you're probably still bigger yet beyond that. Um, And the only other thing I want to say is that, yeah, that calling as scary as it is, it's a thing that's, that's a loving side of you that wants the best 
for you and is relentless in trying to get your attention (laughs) and will do whatever it takes to get your attention until you take it seriously. So to reiterate where we started this whole thing, when will you accept your calling? Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.